When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't need when I'm wiping about to wipe my ass. I don't care if you you folded the tr- the toilet paper into a triangle. Like just leave it leave it square. No, I enjoy that. I, it doesn't like either way. I'm wiping my ass with it. It just seems like something that they do that's completely unnecessary. But I enjoy it. What do you mean? What do you enjoy? What do you do? You, do you put the triangle up your ass? Uh, yeah, I intentionally do that. I like to picture the uh, housekeeper's hands. Oh my uh, god. Uh, <laughs> forming the triangle uh, and it makes me feel close to the housekeeping staff this is the greg cody show with greg cody pardon it here's your host greg cody everybody we're really excited today we are joined by roy bellamy and christopher in a hotel room in denver colorado but before we get to that hell yeah uh, i have to share a quick um story about uh uh charlie the puppy it's um chuppy so charlie drank wine the other day oh. uh, <laughs> by mistake um Erlene had a glass of wine and went in the kitchen for some reason and came back to find the dog lapping out of her glass of wine it was a beautiful uh, uh, Pinot Noir. I'm not sure if it was Naomi or not, but um, so she comes back and and he's acting a little loopy, you know. And the, there's two things re- remarkable about this story. Number one, he's not a sipper; he's a slurper, and it's amazing that the glass of wine did not spill all over the place. Number two, your mother continued drinking the wine oh. <laughs> from the same glass that the puppy had slurped out of, and and it just it sounded me, but uh, that's. That's the only puppy tale I'll you go tell. To jail? You. Can you go to jail for that? For fe- feeding a puppy wine? Yeah. I think we could. Yeah, I, I think the uh, animal security uh, should be knocking on our door and cuffing us at this point. I'm telling you, little Charlie wasn't as drunk as me last night. Okay. Painting the town red in Denver. Yeah. All right. Well, we're uh, we're looking at Roy and uh, and Christopher in a hotel room. Uh, when you guys share a room like that, who takes the bed closest to the window and who gets the other bed? <laughs> We didn't share a room. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. We had separate rooms. Yeah. Like, Roy just walked up, walked down here. Okay. So so tell me why people know probably, but uh, tell us why you're in Denver. You failed spectacularly to win the championship for the Avalanche last night. How does it feel to uh, have failed so badly on, on the Sheets and Giggle Dime? They spent thousands of dollars to send you guys there to defeat the mighty Tampa Bay Lightning. You couldn't get it done. Uh, explain yourself. Yeah, like the, it, they lost seven and two, like it was game three. I mean, it, it wasn't that bad. Well, we were close. Hey, I'm telling you, that atmosphere was insane. Yeah, we we, we did not get the win. You're right. All right. Well, there's nothing we could say about that. But okay. that atmosphere last night was, I mean, obviously, it was a clinching scenario. The, the Avalanche know how to do it, man. That was just an insane atmosphere. It was really fun. I mean, obviously, we, we didn't get the result. I was wearing Panthers gear, and Colorado people are so nice that only like three people all night mentioned it. You know what I mean? Like, 
like you would think that it would be a big talking point of a lot of people like yeah. oh why why is there a panther fan here everyone is so nice here that nobody was like wanted to insult me so they just like let me wear my panthers gear you know why they're all so nice there because they're all legally stoned <laughs> it might be but it, the people are palpably nice here that's like i'm yeah i know like there's the whole shtick about people in south florida jerks like but people are just genuinely friendly here. And it's like, it's like jarring sometimes. It's like, whoa, like, are you messing with me? Am I being punked? Chris Mountaineer, that's what it is. Yeah, the Mountaineer. And I'm dry, man. My throat's dry. My lips are dry. Greg, did the Herald send you guys or make you guys share rooms back in the day when you would travel? No, I would normally um, have my own room. Uh, I did most of my traveling um, alongside Edwin Pope, the, the ah. great legendary sports editor. And you have that name you just dropped. That's right. And Edwin was of a an age and a stature where he ain't going to share a room. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, the only the only time I did share a room with Edwin actually was uh, at the Barcelona Olympics in 94. Uh, because why was there? Wait, wasn't that like a three week trip? Yeah, it was. It was like a three week trip. Why? They were just like budget cutting? Well, it was more of an IOC thing where rooms were scarce enough where one media outlet couldn't get as many rooms as they wanted. So we ended up having to share a room. Not only that, but it, it was the opposite of a luxurious hotel room. It was more like an, an army barracks room, like totally Spartan. All it was was a, a sink. Like bunk bed? What's that? Bunk beds? No, they, <laughs> they weren't bunk beds, <laughs> but, but they were not much bigger than a cot, a uh, great cot. And if, they were side if, by side. If you, if you and Edwin Pope Thanks, ended up, appreciate if, that smile. If you and Edwin Pope ended up in a bunk bed situation, would you be a top or a bottom? Oh, you know I'd be on top. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I would give Edwin his choice. I would defer, baby, baby. I would defer to the great Edwin Pope. So, um, uh, tell me what you guys did other than the arena. And and I saw Christopher's tweet that uh, the Avalanche kicked the ass of the Panthers when it comes to hyping up the fans. Oh my God, dude! The atmosphere before the game, like their way of like hyping people up with the music and the videos and the crowd and. They had everyone wearing wristbands that lit up in unison. So it was like the whole arena was doing this light show. It was just, I know it's a finals. Maybe the Panthers, if they got to the final, sorry, finals, final. I know if the Panthers got there, maybe they would have upped their game. But I saw what the Panthers did in the first round. And it was just, it is night and day to me, that production that we got last night compared to what, like the Panthers just got to step it up. That's it. Like I'm a Panthers fan, but they're, they're just right. I mean, am I wrong? Uh Roy's like, I don't want to crush the Panthers, but you know, I was going to ask, are you more like excited by what the avalanche did? Or are you more demoralized at what you don't have at home? (laughs) A combination of both. Like the, the, like my seats have such bad audio at Panthers games. I'm like scarred that like, I can't hear anything on the announcing, like the announcers. So it's maybe it's just my seat and I just have a bad spot. Like maybe my one seat, but whatever. It's just it was just really cool and really impressive the like the the production behind last night. Well, you know, um, back in my day, you didn't have to hype a crowd because the crowd was already hyped. I'm serious when I say this, and and uh, school me on this because yeah, I don't think you mean to say in the '80s there wasn't some sort of like like let's go heat. I mean, not they, like there is today. Not like there is today. That's because technology's better. Like okay, but but here, okay, here's the scenario. Okay, you're in Denver, Colorado, where Avalanche fans haven't won a Stanley Cup since 2001, okay? You're in the final. You're playing the best team in the league, the the two-time champion in a row. It's a huge game. You have a chance to win the Cup. It's the biggest night in franchise history in at least more than 20 years. Why do you need 
to be hyped up? Why aren't you hyped up? You're doing this thing. Like it can be both. Like the the people were fired up walking in. Like there's a buzz in this city. Even like yesterday before the game, like everyone's got abs stuff on everybody. Every bar has an abs flag. Like this town is a buzz about this team. And also they have really good production. You know what I mean? Like it's not, that doesn't mean that the fans aren't really into it because they have good production. A lot of this is you have to maintain that buzz when you go down. Yes. As I did last night after the game, you always want to maintain a buzz. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I can only imagine. Can I give um, you guys a, a, a hotel note that I've like, I want everyone to come up with their most unnecessary hotel luxury. Okay. All right, I have mine. The, the, tri- the toilet paper triangle. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't need, when I'm wiping, about to wipe my ass, I don't care if you're, you folded the, tr- the toilet paper into a triangle. Like, just leave it, leave it square. No, I enjoy that. I, it doesn't, like, either way, I'm wiping my ass with it. It just seems like something that they do that's completely unnecessary. But I enjoy it. What do you mean? What do you enjoy? What do you, do you, do you put the triangle up your ass? Uh, yeah, I intentionally do that. I like to picture the uh, housekeeper's hands oh my uh, god uh, <laughs> forming the triangle uh, and it makes me feel close to the house i have to admit i just got distracted by yeti's shirt because he's wearing a greg cody face shirt and when he leaned back i was getting like he, all of a sudden my dad was making a face at me that was the cookie you had last night yeah that too. still lingering yeah now christopher tell me um you're a, a legal dope by the way, if you want the shirt yeti's wearing you can't see it by the way it's, if you go to greg cody's the greg cody show.com we have a lot of cool merch. The merch is going to keep growing. We got it, that kind of thing shirt coming out, right? Yeah. Yeah, limited edition. It'll be the Greg Cody floating head with a nice little that kind of thing logo on it. That is limited edition, available now through the end of June, through June 30th. That's part of our free shipping promotion at shop.gregcody.com. Ooh, ripping. There's no better conversation starter at a party than having Greg Cody's face inexplicably on your chest. Yeah, there really isn't. It's a wonder. It makes me so proud. It really does. And you know what? Let's do. Let's buy Roy one of those shirts with the hopes that he'll wear it on the air on the Levitard show. There's no obligation. Although if we spent big bucks to buy him a shirt, he'd probably wear it. Is that right, King Roy? Well, I did wear a uh, Greg uh, Cody shirt in the vein of that uh, Barack Obama. Uh, we can little. Oh yeah. Uh, artwork. Uh, right. That. Uh, the uh, it was uh, the miracle that gave us uh, that shirt. Oh yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so and instead of hope, it said C O T E. Instead of hope, it said dope. Yeah, it should have. <laughs> Speaking of dope, um, yeah, you guys were in Denver, where we still are. Uh, it's legal. It's legal to uh, walk into a store and uh, buy a bunch of gummies or whatever. Um, and since admitting that would not be admitting to any crime because it's perfectly legal, uh, how much of that did did you do, Christopher? Well, here's my gummies. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and here's my pre-rolls. Okay. Was I, was okay. I, am, I too, am I being too blunt? Oi! <laughs> uh, now you know you can't. <laughs> Where's Roy going? Roy doesn't want to be in the video here. Should I light up in here? No, I don't smoke in the hotel room. No. I got a few more. Yeah, they're prohibited in the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roy is against... Roy, you're against all that, right? No, I'm, a, uh, I'm actually a uh, progressive. So uh, I'm very much in for it. I just don't smoke. So yeah, gotcha. I don't use it. He might every once in a while. He might take a gummy if he's if the mood sets. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was ready last night. Yeah, but but hit at the fan. She hit the fan. Shan. Okay, you know you're not allowed to fly home with that, right, Christopher? I will not be flying home with anything. It will all be consumed. <laughs> okay. 
Not all these, no. These are these things. These things get you. What is that? What is that? A gummy? They're like starbursts. They're like little like taffies. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Do they get you the same way like a fruity drink will? Like it sneaks up on you because it's something that's like kind of like candy, so you don't realize how much you're consuming, or are they just that potent? I mean, I don't know a thing about it. So yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that. It's it's like beer. It's like if I have nine of them, I don't really know how many it takes to get me drunk. You know, it's like tough to tell when you just keep eating them. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, <laughs> you, you eat like one and then like an hour later, you're like, oh, like feeling a little like it's I mean, for me, someone with with a tolerance for it, it's not that jarring. But I'm sure if, if Yeti ate one, he'd probably <laughs> fly to the stars. Let, let me ask you guys. Um, you had a shout out online and invited fans to meet you and Roy at a, at a local bar before the game. Uh, I wondered how that would turn out. I have no idea how many show fans are. We were blown away by it. We yeah. we tweeted out the day of, so we didn't give people like a bunch of time to know about it. And I would say 25 or 30 people at least like showed up wow. over over the course of an hour. And yeah, it was, we had a whole group of people. Like, it, like we had like a whole corner of the bar, like blocked off. And it was just, it was, I was like expecting it to be kind of sad and only have two or three people or something. But uh, um, actually somebody here, move on. Like someone, one of the ladies said something to me last night. Move on. Move on. Okay. No, I, I curious. I, I was genuinely curious whether two people would show up or 20. You know, I had no idea. This nice lady. It was, what did she say? It was something with like, she, did she name her dog? Or like her, so, somebody in her life, this nice lady, and I feel like an asshole for not remembering the specifics. Mm-hmm. But she, all I know is in my notes, oh, I God, have that all I, in my notes, I have Bond, Greg Bond, and I, <laughs> I I don't know how this lady named something Greg for you. I don't know, like I'm butchering all this. I shouldn't even have brought it up at this point because I don't remember the specifics. <laughs> but it was this nice lady, and she's like, you have to tell your dad. That I named, like, I don't know, something Greg Bond. Okay. Her gold bond, Greg Bond? I, I, yeah, she named her gold bond, Greg <laughs> Bond. Okay, well, I'm, I'm thrilled, and uh, <laughs> I would have been more thrilled if she had named uh, her dog the Greg Cody Show podcast. You would have been more thrilled if I remembered the story so I could actually, you know, tell you what happened. That's exactly right. Um, I, I, w- I have a quick father-son Cody Olympics update, and I know Roy's a big fan of the father-son Cody Olympics, so he's on <laughs> on edge here waiting for it. Um, we don't have any new event in this episode, but there's a major update. Uh, I have unilaterally made a big decision uh, and changed events. I'm swapping out events. Now, I want to explain. Christopher is the executive producer of our little podcast here, so he's the boss technically, but it's one of those situations where he's like the uh, the premier of England, but I'm the queen. So I have uh, certain autonomy when it comes to stuff like that. And the queen uh, is about to make uh, an executive order. Are you ready for this? Our events remaining are ping pong, a two-lap swim, and field goal kicking. Well, guess what? The two-lap swim is out. Of course. I think that would be the best video for social. Uh, the best video was probably the, the shopping spree uh, where you cheated and, uh, and beat me by 50 seconds. But um so guess what the new event is please tell us i don't know i want everybody to take one guess what the new event might be so you can wear their underwear the longest no yodeling that's a good guess yodeling because i used to yodel professionally as a child roy um what's what's your guess uh fastest skater i don't know (laughs) (laughs) all right the answer and i'm not sure if this is one word or two cornhole oh dad you're gonna get your ass kicked Oh. (laughs) oh Dad. I think I'm good at cornhole. You think you're good at everything. What have you ever played? I have played. Um, I, I played 
last month in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I'm just telling you, like you're gonna get your you're gonna get whooped. But <laughs> no, can we, good. can we can we switch ping pong? No, I'm good at cornhole. And <laughs> and by the by the way, uh, Christopher's younger brother Michael, uh, the other one. Mm. Um, That's what his name is. It, it was kind enough, Christopher and and Tati Tatiana. That's Michael and Tati. I'm Christopher. I mean, Michael and Tatiana were nice enough to buy me a huge cornhole set for Father's Day. Oh, this is why. Uh, how about that? Oh, okay. Well, did you ask for that? No, I didn't, but I was thrilled to get it. Look at them over-gifting. I didn't get you anything for Father's Day. I was going to say, is this your backdoor way of like saying that they gave you something better than Chris? Eh. Yeah, I gave him a card. Yeah, but it was a nice card. <laughs> it was a nice card. That card had to, had, had to cost four or five bucks. They all do. Cards are a ripoff. Yeah, they are a ripoff. By the way, random thought that Roy and I had on this trip. Roy and I both, we love a good variable. A what? A variable. Yeah, like, what do you mean by that? Or equations, you know. Like, variable? <laughs> very, did I, yeah, did I say it wrong? Is it, yeah, it's variable. Yeah. X, oh, Yeti likes, Yeti, Yeti has to enunciate every letter in a word. So, like, he's like, variable. Variable. It's a variable. Right, what, what the hell y. do you mean? I forget what were we talking about when we like when we were like wow that's a like you, you couldn't have thought of that variable I love a good I just love it, it like changes stuff you think hey we're gonna go to dinner tonight at this time and then boom my my laptop has only fifteen percent so we got to record blah, blah blah boom a variable we change our plans I just love when something happens that changes the course Roy and I big fans of variables that's right there I said it right that time Yeti. Thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm anti-variable. Wow, I really am. Uh, in, in fact, imagine that, Greg, it being a, not be, not not being a fan of adaptability. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your your uh, your mother will will testify to this, Christopher. And, and here's a classic example that has happens all the time to us. Okay, we agree on where we're going to eat. Uh, we agree on the restaurant. We're headed there. It's a plan. It's in place. And then we're a mile from the restaurant, and your mother will say something like. And unless you'd rather have Italian food tonight. Oh, In other words, she, at the last minute, she introduces variable. a potential variable. No, that's an audible. Yeah, that is an audible. Oh, okay. All right. So, you see, <laughs> I mistook that for a variable. Yeah. Okay. So an audible. Variable, like mom is putting that into it. Like mom is controlling that. So it's a wild card. So it's an, And mom is a wild card, and that's an audible. Whereas if it was something that you guys couldn't have foreseen, that's a variable. That's right. It's the intangibles of the situation. Mom's calling an audible there at the line of scrimmage. Well, she's not even. She's like suggesting an audible. Yeah, and I'm denying it. I'm sticking with the play. Yeah. She just went Omaha. So you're, right. you're a fan of being late running to the airport and all of a sudden there's an accident on the freeway? That's a variable. That's a variable. See, that's what I mean. That's why you got to leave early because variables <laughs> happen. Right. Yeah, but the variable is not my fault. For example, if I leave in plenty of time to get to a Levitard show recording on time, but traffic is extra heavy, just to use a crazy example. You POS. Okay, I'm mad at you right now. <laughs> when there's traffic point of sale, did you mean point of sale? When there's traffic every day, you have to anticipate. That's not a variable. That's every day there's traffic. No, some days it's worse than others. <laughs> so yeah. are you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's a fact, Jack. Right. Uh, but uh, Stu Gotts will testify. He's the only one who drives farther to the studio than I do for the Levitard show. And he says that all the time. We nod every time. Hey, traffic was great today. Traffic was shit today. You know, so it, it changes. It, it's variable. Does every city in the country have something in that city called Riverside something? Probably so. There, there's a Riverside in Fort Lauderdale. I saw a Riverside in Denver. Every city has a Riverside. There are too many Riversides. Even if they don't have a river. Even my tiny town that I grew up in had Riverside Park. That's where we played soccer. Stop with the Riversides. This is a PSA. 
all you cities out there, enough with the riversides. Do you have any alternatives about- they could, that you could propose? Lakeside. 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 There you oh, go. Then, yeah, Lakeside's good. Butt side, anything. Just give me something different. <laughs> There's also a lot of uh, river fronts. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Not just river. I think the river front outranks the river side. You never see a river back or a river rear. Yeah. <laughs> a, ri- a river ass. One thing that was uh, that made me laugh last night at the uh, final game, and it's something that you get at every sporting event. If a home team goes down early in a game, so in a hot, like let's say a basketball game team goes down ten points in the first quarter, let's say in the first period a hockey team goes down one nothing, you always hear like somebody in the crowd say "long game." <laughs> Like last night, the Lightning got a goal in the first period, and I just like heard it. I didn't know who said it. It was like you just heard. Okay, long game, long game, long game. Right. Okay. And he had, what's the origin of that? Does anyone know, Roy? I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, it's, not, it's, not, it's not that deep, right? It's just they're saying there's a lot of time left. Yeah, it's just it's just say we're not out of it. A lot of time left. That's all. Long game, long game. The things we tell ourselves to you know try to make ourselves. I just laugh. It like made me chuckle. It made me chuckle. When I was just like, oh, that's so cute. Like, like they're, they're, they're so upset and they were so high and so because of the weed, they were so high on life. <laughs> yeah, right. Because they were so excited about this game and then they give up a goal and it's just like, it's okay. We're fine. Long game. Long game. Long game. Uh, speaking of long games, um, when you coach a four and five year old soccer team, it can be a long game, even though it's only 40 minutes because they don't pay any attention. But- by the way, by the way, I heard you on Levitar Choke trying to take all the credit, you know, not giving our boy John any credit for that game. Yeah. I- I, I was implying that I was the only coach, wasn't yeah. I? Yeah. Yeah, I, may, I may or may not have gotten a text from John, like your, uh, your dad's uh, taking all the credit. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. He clearly doesn't know your father. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but um, no, John did most of the coaching. I mean, he did all the exchanges and the who's in and who's out. And, I, you know, I'm just the rah-rah guy trying to wake up my my goaltender um, when he or she is napping or looking at looking for butterflies. Um, but we keep track of the score and we probably shouldn't because theoretically no score is kept. But I have never coached, played in, or watched any game at any level where I ain't keeping score. I know whether or not my team won or lost at the end of the game. I'm sorry if I shouldn't at four years old, but I do. Uh, Roy, is Claire uh, athletically inclined? Uh, She is now in ballet. Ooh, Um, nice. As she's getting her start there, I would really like her to play hockey. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll ease all way into that. Expensive sport, <laughs> like probably like three hundred bucks of gear just to like. Yeah, seriously. And then they keep growing, so you got to get new gear. Get new gear. <laughs> that, that's near. Strikes me as a uh, a rather jarring transition from ballet to hockey. No, 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 no. That helps. You got to have agility to play hockey. Okay. I had a thought yesterday, and it's a random one, but I'm going to express it right now. Ropes are underutilized. No, not really. It's not underutilized. I love a good rope. And think about it. Hell yeah. Outside of boats, tying like, if boats didn't exist, where do we still use ropes? Uh, As a pulley system. Where where are we? I mean, I know there's like curtains, man. Okay. But my point is, is like, think about your life. Technology has like swooped in and these ropes, like a, a, there's nothing like a good rope, man. You see, I love a rope. The ropes that tie like a cruise ship together, the thickness of this rope. Oh yeah. I swear to God, I couldn't cut it. If you gave me 
like the sharpest knife and seven years to cut this rope. I would not <laughs> be able to cut through a cruise ship rope. I, re- I used one the other day. We, we bought our first basketball goal and uh, couldn't fit all the way in the back of the van. So it was hanging out. So you have to tie like. All right. That's actually a good nomination. Like, where are we still using ropes yeah. to tie down things in cars? That's one. Tug of war. People don't even play tug of war anymore. No, they don't. I bought rope during the pandemic. It was uh, not really a thick rope, but probably the dimension, the width of your thumb. And I used it as a border for the uh, nautical artwork I did, the dolphin and the sea turtle and those other things. Uh, it was a, a border to keep in the um, uh, the uh, corks that I used. Roy, you used to be, and this shocked me the first time I heard it, didn't you used to be a longshoreman? Yes, sir. Which is an industry that is very rope forward. Uh, yes, yeah, so um, we actually helped uh, tie the, the boats down. Really. So, so you're good. You know how to, Yeah, how's your knot game? I used to know how to knot up. I love rope. watching a boat person tie the, the rope to like that thing on the dock, like that like S that they do, like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, I used to know how to do it. I, uh, I think it's basically just like an over, under, over, and under, and then around, right? Like yeah. I kind of know it. Yeah. It's over, under, over. Yeah. Around, it's like yeah. you kind of make like a, a fisherman's boat, knot. And then you go around. Yeah. I would have been a fraudulent eagle. Scout. I did everything. To, I got all my merit badges, did everything to earn my eagle except for redo the paperwork. I submitted it. They rejected it. And I said, screw you guys. I don't want this anyway. Uh-huh. And so I didn't do it. But like, I don't remember any of my knots. I can fake a few knots, but I still have to like, if I want to tie a real knot, I have to look it up online. But at least you got your badges. At least I have my badges. Put it on the poll. Do you remember all your knots? <laughs> <laughs> the only knots I remember are Don knots. <laughs> <laughs> What about the what about the Lunots? Oh, very nice. Are are the Cody's uh, friends and uh, and relatives the Lunots? If we if we don't want to lose more of our audience, we better not mention that this again. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next topic. How about that? Um, Let's not talk about that anymore. Okay, so Ohio State University won the trademark uh, to use the word mm-hmm. the <sighs> the Ohio State University. Um, wow. But I want everyone to relax because the Greg Cody Show podcast is not dropping the the. I don't care if they take me to the Supreme Court, even though I hate the Supreme Court. I will not drop the the from the Greg Cody Show. So I just want to make that clear. Speaking of nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did you guys hear about Elon Musk's uh, daughter? No. Okay. Elon Musk. And, and by the way, Elon Musk to me sounds like the name of a failed 1970s fragrance. But Elon Musk has an 18-year-old. Oh, yeah, God, you've been trying to get that joke off the ground for so long. That's been, a topic for, <laughs> that's been one of his topics for the Levitar show for like yeah, three months. <laughs> it has. And by the way, that's the only reason I started my own podcast, so I could say shit that Levitar never lets me go. Mm-hmm. Never do, because I send... Okay, I'm not going to start complaining here, but yeah, you reminded that, me. You don't realize how this works. We all send topics. We all have shit we want to talk about, yeah. and you don't get to all of it. My dad gets, like, insulted if he doesn't hit every single topic on his list. It's like... That's a good show. If you don't get to the topic lists, right. that means you just had a free-flowing conversation and you didn't need to, to like, you know, work in like topics. I was just cut out of an in- entire episode of Stupidity. And have I blocked Billy Gill for doing that? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you oh, you did one of the Zoom Zooms? Yeah. I got oh, cut. wow. Wow. That, that had to hurt. It, it wasn't that great. I wasn't great. So. Oh, I want to call Billy right now and be like, why'd you get Yeti from Zoom Zoom? <laughs> I did a great ad for Sheets and Giggles, too. But Anyway, Levitard never goes to any of my topics. In fact, I had a great question for Ice Cube the other day, and I presented it to Levitard, and he never let me say it. Oh, but how bad was it? Was it? Like, how long does it take you to melt <laughs> or something? No. 
Ice Cube was talking about, he's uh, the, the founder of the Big Three Basketball League, and he was talking quite frankly about how he wishes it had more national media attention, okay? Uh, I know he's he's got an allegiance to the LA Lakers, so I was going to ask him, quite frankly, uh, if, if he's lining up some involvement by LeBron James uh, in five, seven years. Now, let's n- not mistake it. LeBron James is never going to play in that league, and he's never going to coach in that league, but I could see him uh, lending his name to that league and supporting it in some way. No. Yeah. yeah, no, like th- those that that league is for like the middle tier players and below. Like you never yeah. see. I think Joe Johnson is like the best player that you've seen. Like actually put his name with that league. Like right. that a, a, a Hall of Famer, like a Hall of Famer, Ray Allen doesn't need to play in the big three after the NBA. Right. Like a, a Hall of Fame level player doesn't do that. This is for the people that... I'm, and, and as I thought I made pretty clear, I'm not talking about him ever playing or coaching in the league, but I don't know how tight LeBron and Ice Cube are. What if they're close? You realize the amount of money LeBron would have to get from the big three to like agree to do what you're talking about? Like He's not just going to do that because he's nice. Like right. If you want LeBron to be the face of your league, you got to probably give him like $300 million. And that's probably two times the entire budget of the entire league. So, like, it just doesn't make sense to spend that type of money. I mean, I guess you're right. LeBron putting his name on it would probably make it more popular. But right. I don't see them forking over the money. Like, that, that is not something LeBron is just going to, oh, sure. Like, LeBron's probably looking at, like, broadcast. He's probably looking at this Brady deal thinking, oh, I'm going right. to go be the next Mark Jackson. Right. But but you're envisioning a, a major business deal. My My theory is, let's just say LeBron and Ice Cube are friends. Then LeBron agrees to start talking up the big three a little bit. It's a good le- it's a good platform. I'm glad we have it. What's like LeBron is I'm a businessman, Dad. You're just like maybe he's just gonna he's maybe he's just gonna be nice and you know it's just like I I'm, I don't see that. Okay, um, back to Elon Musk's daughter. Um, she's 18 years old. She's a, a a young transgender woman, and she just changed her name, including her last name. Uh, because she no longer wanted to be associated with her father. And this interested me because this is a, a young woman who has her future set. I mean, can you imagine being a, a young adult child of, of the world's richest man? And she's potentially giving up uh, an inheritance by estranging herself from her father. And I, I just found that interesting. Um, I, I wanted to sort of say, well, good for her if she feels that strongly and, and has to realize she's giving up potentially uh, billions of dollars in the future that was just something that surprised me um what do you guys think about that don't give a shit that's fine sorry (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) i do love dead air i really do it it has a you mentioned ropes i I think dead air is is underutilized you know that uh, is needed (laughs) yeah exactly exactly what's that (laughs) let's let's go dead air right now and take a quick break and we'll be right back okay all right Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
Hey, listeners, summertime is here. So head over to shop.thegregcodyshow.com where you can get free shipping from now through the end of June. You can also find our new limited That Kind of Thing edition of the Greg Cody floating head design. Get it on a shirt, a hat, or even a fanny pack. Free shipping, great designs, now through the end of June at shop.thegregcodyshow.com. So will you buy Greg Cody's floating head on a shirt today? Hey, please make sure to check out that merch store. We're pretty proud of it, and we're, we're so glad that you all are, are buying stuff from it. Keep it up. Free shipping now through the end of June. Ripping. Okay. Hey, um... I try not to get too serious on this podcast uh, all that often, although last week I did blast a um, guy who tried to disrupt an LGBTQ parade. But uh, I I can't let an episode go by without mentioning the Supreme Court uh, undoing Roe versus Wade, which had been a federal civil rights law uh, protecting women's personal rights uh, since the early 70s. And now all of a sudden it disappears and states all over the country are scrambling to abolish really a woman's right to choose while protests against the Supreme Court are happening all over the country. Um, I can't believe I, I never thought I would live to see the day when uh, we had a majority Supreme Court that would do something like this. Uh, and now one of the justices is even suggesting this could lead uh, to an abolishing of uh, of gay marriage. Um, it's I, I tweeted out that uh, the country's really becoming uh, way too close to the handmaid's tale for me. It, it's really a, a regression of civil rights, and uh, and I just find it abhorrent. Um, I'm embarrassed by the Supreme Court. And it's, uh, you know, there used to be a separation of church and state uh, in this country where uh, this is a religious thing. If, if, if you're against uh, Roe versus Wade, Chances are pretty strong that it's founded uh, in in your religious beliefs, which is fine. But religious beliefs should not be the law of the land. And and this has been a law for generations now. And for uh, women, all of a sudden to have this right taken away from them, I just think is is absolutely abhorrent. Um, you all are welcome to chime in if you'd like. I'm just blown away by this. It's so backwards. And it's like, I see you sit here frustrated. It's like, what can you do? So like, I'm sitting here yesterday when it happened. And I'm just thinking like, what is the like, what can someone like us that like, what do we do? And I think the answer is vote and donate, right? Like, it's just like you sit here and it's like, I can tweet about it. I can, you know, but it's like, what's really gonna like help this situation, right? It's just vote and it's donate, but it's just so backwards and frustrating. And it's just a dark day yesterday. Uh, yeah. The problem with that is you say, um, yeah, go out and vote. Well, voting rights yeah. by the, the Supreme Court actually stripped the uh, the Voting Rights Act. So there's yeah. that now. Uh, and voting rights are being taken away from a large group of Americans. That's, that's going to be a problem. Donations, like, like, why should I give you my money if you're not going to help me? Right. You haven't really done anything. Like, you're not stopping them from making these decisions. So, so why but, should I give them my money? But what do you do then? Oh, <laughs> protests. You're gonna have to use your First Amendment rights in this situation. Like, but we're now a police state, <laughs> so yeah. they're expanding gun rights, which is also what they did this week. And cops, like, they also with the Miranda rights, like, you can't sue cops if they don't give it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Give your Miranda rights. You can't sue them. So there's that too. So they've getting they're giving police more power. They're giving gun owners more power. They strip power from voters. women. They strip powers uh, power from voters. It's 
is bad. It's just really, really bad right now. Yeah. I, I agree. I, uh, it's been, I, and that's Chris, you bring up a great point. I, I don't necessarily know what to do. Yes, we can try voting. We can try, but, but it's going to be, it's, it would take people that haven't been gerrymandered out of their, their power, their districts that, that actually believe that way. But yeah. there's a reason they gerrymandered these things in the way that they did because they know how to seal off portions of the voting power and, and funnel it into other areas. And Greg, to, to your point about the religion, you know, I mean, everyone on this show knows that, you know, I teach Sunday school. I, I go to church every week. I, um, but there's, there's something from the good book that, that, that Jesus said is that, that, and that by their fruits, you shall know them. But there are so many that, especially in the legislature, it's about keeping their power and by their fruits, you shall know them. And their fruits have shown we're willing to say, let's get rid of jewels because it'll hurt the children. Right. We're willing to say, let's bolst, let, let's get rid of any gun restrictions because, well, we want that. We're going to value that. We're going to value, you know, our, our membership in the NRA over yeah. the life of the kids who are here, over the life of people who want to go to a grocery store or a theater or anything like that. They're, they're going, willing to do anything except the thing that really matters. And, and while you know, now I was raised and the way I was raised and, and the, the feelings I had about abortion growing up were very much on the side that yeah. got their, got, got their, their vote yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, uh, in the last several years, as I've grown up and I've learned things and I've seen the you know a, a women's a woman's perspective as as I've seen that you know the perspective of of women and heard their stories and understood more and examined my beliefs I am pro choice and I'm against laws that can punish how someone wants to handle their body if they become pregnant if they can legislate how a woman handles the things that are going on with her body then the door's open to legislating how any of us handle our health and the things going on with our bodies and and that's dangerous if I say that one group can't have a right. One day it can easily be thrown on me and we can't say it would never happen. I never would have thought I would have seen something like January 6th, but it happened. I never would have thought I would have seen police in, uh, you know, like the Miranda rights. That was something so vital. And now they can't, you know, they're, they're making it easier for them to get away with the shady stuff. I never would have thought, but, but here we are. Mm -hmm. And, and now, and you look at the, the, I mean, Thomas didn't even try to hide it. Right. Hey, now that we've gotten rid of this, now we should examine some of these other things that legislate things that are done in the bedroom between consensual adults, heck, between husband and wife even. Right. It, it's it's an unraveling and there's so many people from the side that I used to belong to that will preach and say we're trying to institute the the, the other side, the liberals are trying to institute sharia law and yeah. they want us to become a, a you know, a, a state like Iran. They have just created a scene that has opened that door for themselves to be the authoritarians. And that's, it's disgusting and it's sick. And I don't know what to do other than gripe about it on this phone. There are donations to places that will help give people access, but that's still, that's such a small minority. When you look at the, uh, the groups that don't get access to, to the, the current charities that we have on the daily, I look at downtown Atlanta, the people sleeping on the streets there when I go to work every day. Those people don't have access to the things we had that were easy to get. Yeah. And yeah, now and, it's going to be that much harder. And in, in Justice Thomas, by the way, we're talking about the guy whose wife has been implicated in supporting uh, what happened on January 6th. Um, I hate that the Supreme Court we have right now is blatantly going against the, the will of the people. Every national poll says that people support uh, a woman's right to choose, and they are just blatantly defying the will of the people. And, um, uh, but but we've talked en enough about that. Um, 
Oh, and keep in mind, two of those justices have been accused of being sexual you know, assaulters. So I noticed that. And three of those justices, they were appointed by presidents who didn't even win the popular vote. Right. Yeah. And was, and was impeached twice. Yeah. It's illegitimate. I thought everything Yeti said was beautiful, but all I heard was the way he said theater. <laughs> so you are. He just, he has to pronounce every letter in the word. It's just theater, theater. I don't theater. <laughs> it's a theater. Okay. All right, Roy and I got to check out. We got to go. Uh, checking it out. Thanks for uh, joining us, guys. Really yep. appreciate it. Okay, bye. Bye. Sign off and uh, Yeti and I will carry on and, um, and bring this uh, ship into port. Yeti, you, I have never heard you say anything that, that indicated to me you're a big golf fan. Are you? No, I, I, I don't, I don't follow it. I listen to like you and Chris talk or anyone on Levitard show talk. So I know, you know, some of the key names, but uh, I haven't played golf in 20 years. Yeah. And um, I've really only played like less than 10 times. I enjoy, like I started going out to top golf last year and that was fun. I enjoyed right. getting out of the driver engine. I'd like to play more, but it's just always, it's, it's expensive. It's a whole to do. I don't have clubs, but I, you know, I'd like to think I'd get into it again. It's a game. I, I enjoy the skill that goes into it, the measurements that you have to take and, and like the methodical nature you have to take. So I, and I'm aware of, of live versus PGA. So I'm, I'm somewhat in the know. Yeah. Well, what, what's happening right now at, at the top echelon of golf is a, is a civil war, uh, it's uh, a, a mutiny by some of the biggest players on the PGA Tour to chase the money, uh, the, the Saudi Arabian blood money, uh, to this new league. And um, it it's threatens to rip apart golf. And um, my gut feeling is to just criticize these golfers who are chasing the easy millions, uh, even though uh, the, the money comes from a Saudi regime that has killed a Washington Post reporter, says our CIA, and, um, and, and is just full of, uh, uh, you talk about the treatment of women, uh, the, Saudi Arabia does not uh, lead the league in that by any means. They're full of um, human rights violations, according to the Human Rights Watch. Uh, but the PGA Tour effed up here. The PGA Tour had every chance to make it so much more difficult uh, for, for the Live Golf Tour to get any kind of a foothold. They could have, back in February, they had a chance to enact a lot of these uh, changes that they're now doing too late uh, to, to sort of mimic what appeals to players about the Saudi Tour. Uh, but, but more than that, the PGA Tour, when they first heard about this a year ago, two years ago, what they needed to do was marshal all of the various elements of golf and get a consensus against what's happening with the Live Golf Tour. Uh, the PGA Tour uh, couldn't do it alone. They needed to get the four majors on board. They needed to get the USGA on board. They needed to get the European Tour on board. They needed to get the Ryder Cup on board. All of these major elements of golf, they needed to get the world golf rankings on board. Um, they needed to have a united front as the only possible way to deter uh, live golf, and they didn't do it, and that's on the PGA Tour. Yeah, so you're saying if they had been able to basically play politics with the other partners uh, that, they're, that they're golfers, um, like the other tournaments and things that their golfers participate in and say, hey, stand in solidarity with us, they, they could have taken away a lot of the power of live. Yes. Yeah, because they would have gotten the legacy names of, of, of things you know the legacy of those tournaments which are the ones the guys really care about oh yeah yeah and because live could make up some other big tournaments but but they don't have the decades of of legacy so right yeah may, maybe that would have been the only maybe that would have been the way i mean if, if if you defect to live golf 
you're playing in a vacuum. Your games aren't, the, the tournaments aren't even televised. There, there's no majors over there. Um, you're playing in a vacuum, uh, and, but, and you don't even have world rankings points, although they're applying now to the world golf rankings to um, include live results. Uh, and I, I doubt that's going to happen. But if, if you tell the live golfers you cannot play in any of the four majors, that would have stopped people from going. But, you know, if if, if they're allowed to play in some of the majors, at least a couple of them, uh, then then you what is your argument? You know, you, you don't have an argument. Um, Do you know how the world golf rankings work? Because I, I don't. I don't understand any of it. Yeah, there's there's. You know, everything is weighted. If you win the U.S. Open, obviously you get much more credit than if you win uh, just a local tournament, you know, any other. The U.S. That's funny to me because U.S. Open changes courses every year, right? Yeah, the Masters is the only tournament that plays the same course every year. Yeah, yeah. So like, so it's like, it's not like you're playing on the same course and it's like the hardest course. So therefore it should have a greater weight. That's It's just going off the legacy of of the u.s open that's funny and the idea that the u.s open is guaranteed to have an an a plus level yeah. field whereas if you're uh, playing in a in a regular non-major tournament um, the the competition is much less right but golf is funny to me that way too because they do that with their scores like at, at least maybe not in perfect i don't know how professional golf works but i know if you and chris go out you're playing with a handicap please explain the handicap to me because i think i have a point to make okay well my handicap is that i'm a shitty golfer um in terms of what the actual number might be you know basically you're you're supposed to play a certain number of tournaments or rounds and keep track of your score. And uh, a par, if par is 72, and I'm consistently, and I average 97, let's say, my handicap is 25. Okay. If Christopher averages uh, 79, his handicap is 7. Now, how does that play into like when you're going to go play with Stugatz? Like, what's your hand? Does that mean he he spots you a few swings? Yeah. Yeah. He would probably so be. It's just a game of lies. <laughs> it's just saying, hey, I'm better than I actually am <laughs> on the scorecard. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Like Christopher and I, when we played golf as part of the father-son Olympics, um, we Christopher and I have played a hundred rounds together, maybe more. So we know each other's game. He knows what I'm shooting. I know what he's shooting. And, and we sort of agreed that he's probably 18 shots better than me. Right. Okay. So he's given me a stroke a hole. So if I lose by 17 shots, I win. Yeah, so it's a game of lies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. You know, it, it, it's, I'm, I can't... What if we did that in baseball? It, but... It's like, well, you strike out a lot, so we're going to give you a few extra swings on the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's it, it would be fascinating if um if if they did that in other sports, you know. If oh gosh, baseball would be so much longer than it already is if we. Did oh that my there. god! And, and we do we and pick up basketball. Like I mean, if I'm playing against my kids, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm, I might give them okay. We'll play to ten. I'll spot you eight. You right, because I'm not going to let them score. Yeah, please. But um, <laughs> well, the, but but the point spreads are like that. Like in the NFL, uh, let's say the yeah. The, okay, see, so yeah, see, I don't understand gambling at all. So, like, when you talk about the point spread, like it's yeah. In in the point spread, one team is favored over another team by let's say seven and a half points. Yeah. Okay, that's whether you win or lose the bet based on the final score. You take the over or under. Yeah, but imagine if it was like golf where you had to win by that much. In other words, if the Dallas Cowboys are favored by seven and a half, but they only win by seven, they lose the game. Right. They don't just lose the bet for people who support them. <laughs> they, lose, they actually lose oh, the game. Uh, you, you know, I mean, I wonder if, because you look at what, what the Saudis have done with live, if casinos or gambling, you know, other gambling companies wanted to start their own league. That's like, that. I know we have it similar with, they, they have the fans, the fan rung, fo the fan rung football yeah. The fan ran football league. 
Yeah, fan controlled football. Yeah. I'm sure that has is fairly gambling influenced, but like if it's actually ran by MGM casinos or or you know uh Harris, the Harris Football League or something like that, or they start their own league that is only gambling companies and that's how right. you win, it's based on the spread. Yeah. That would be that would be an interesting way to, to play the game, especially with how rabid gambling is. And and, and it's it's not unfeasible. It really isn't. There's a there's a revolution going on across sports right now when you consider um, the the change in the college game where uh, the the transfer portal has players leaving schools after one year and uh, schools. Do you think it would be more likely to happen on the college level than a current professional level? Like basically say this is a new professional league for th- that targets college age kids. I, I I do know that in college right now um, there's a lot of movement and if 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 the eight or 10 top programs in the country, the Ohio States, the Alabamas, all of a sudden got together and said, we're forming a super league. Mm-hmm. If they could make that happen, TV would flock after them. TV money would would be through the roof. Uh, and, and when you look at what's happening in golf right now, uh, if I was running professional tennis, I'd be pretty worried because uh, the Saudi money could be doing the exact same thing mm-hmm. in tennis as it's doing in golf. Uh, and, and it's an individual sport. So players would be totally free to leave. You know, they're, they're not under contract with, well, they technically they are under contract, which is why the PGA tour has the ability to suspend players uh, who do what they're doing. But in tennis, it would be right for what's happening in golf to happen in tennis. Yeah, I I think so. What about pickleball? Pickleball's next. Watch out folks. There you go. And and cornhole. You're going to be pickleballing on your 4th of July week uh, vacation. You know what? I, I no, but uh, but I am intrigued in uh, in setting up my cornhole set in the backyard and kicking Christopher's ass because uh, he thinks he's pretty good in, at cornhole, but I am. I know I am. So are, are are we? Let's let's tell the fans now. Are we releasing an episode on the fourth of July? That's a Monday. That's our normal release day. Um, I think I'd like to. Okay, I think I'd like to. We're uh, All right. Well, we've just committed to it unless we want to make Greg a liar. So, in, or unless we just change our mind and get lazy. <laughs> <laughs> which is also a strong possibility. But uh, no, we're actually doing something on the 4th of July that's uh, uh, returning and reprising an old family tradition. And, and the Cody um, family beach trip. Yeah. And uh, all, and it's the second generation. It's uh, uh, Christopher and the, the um, adult children who are leading the charge this time while, um, while me and, uh, and others my age are pretty much just sitting in a lawn chair drinking while the youngins uh, do all the heavy lifting. So that's going to be neat. So as far as I know, we are going to have a special holiday episode um, out next Monday. Yeah, that should that should involve the return of the Greg Cody Show Olympics just in time for the 4th of July. So everyone have a great, safe trip to your destinations for that day. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you also go to shop.thegregcodyshow.com uh, anytime, but especially between now and June 30th. Free shipping on everything featuring our limited edition floating head with that kind of thing. That kind of thing. That's right. And... Uh... And for now, we um, we thank Christopher and uh, Rory Bellamy for joining us from Denver. And uh, thank you all, most of all. And we'll catch you next week. See you. If Edwin Pope asked if you would spoon when you are sharing that, that time in Barcelona, would you be the big spoon or the little spoon? Um, <laughs> I would be the big spoon only because uh, Edwin was a diminutive man. He was not uh, big of stature. So uh, I would probably be the big spoon. Um, That only happened once or twice.